once you are excited in the house, it means I believe this is the right place to be. Am I right? If this is the right place to be, we can also infer that it means there's no other place that you have to be. Am I right also? It's logic, right? Thank you. This morning I want to speak on the topic, be heavily focused. And maybe I will disturb you a bit this morning. Maybe I might disturb you. But if this is the right place to be, then this is the means through which we are heading towards a place. And that place is heaven. And so if you are here and it's the right place to be, then be heavenly focused. Is it fair? Thank you very much. The day King Belshazzar in the book of Daniel, chapter 5, decided that he was excited and wanted to make merry. And then he went beyond what is available to him and went for materials that were dedicated to the service of God. That day, the king lost his kinship. Do you remember that story? Hophini and Phineas were in the house of God, serving so okay until a point in time when they decided to take things in their own hands. They wouldn't even listen to the advice of their father, Eli. They will now dip into the pot that contained the sacrifices that the people of God have made according to their traditions. They will dip the fork and get the best of the meat and then mess up so well with the people who had come at a time to worship God. From that time, doom came unto them and both of them died on the same day. You remember that story also? I am building a foundation to what I have to share. So please follow me. I will be a bit logical today. Samson lost his priceless possession. And you know, the man was given power that the whole of scriptures we've never heard before. That one man was so strong that even with uh, the horn of an animal could kill so many people. The day Samson decided that within the peripherals of what has been instructed by God, he was going to go out of it and do any other thing by mingling with a Gentile for which God has commanded, don't mix up with these people. Samson lost his eye, his hair. And then he lost what actually represented him as the person. He came at a time in the book of Judges. He came as a judge. And that's what it means to liberate the people of Israel. So in the time, whatever gift he was given, that is what he had. But something, something decided to mix up with the Gentile. 
and he lost that power. Eventually, he died as well. All my points, from the first one to the second one to the third one, there's something that is flowing. Please pay attention. Then the day Judas decided that he wanted something more than what he had with God or oh, Jesus Christ, the man who was working with the Savior of the earth, decided that I needed something more than what the Savior has for me. He committed suicide. He killed himself. He died. Now, let's look at Belshazzar. What was he doing? I have it here that he was making merry and he allowed the pleasures of life to take over his mind. Are we any different? Is there any different on earth? Are we immune from the pleasures of life? Are we? You can answer me if you have the answer. But we are the salt of the earth. Are supposed to make sure that we control the region within which we can have pleasure and make merry. I know and you know that we have people in this house of God. We come here every day, but our merrymaking are always or always transcend the borders we have. Now, if you have that thing with you. It means that you are not different from Bashaza. And so whatever happened to him can happen to you. You might not lose your kingdom because maybe you have none. Maybe you are not from a rare, rare family, so you might not lose anything. But there is always a consequence that goes with, if you make merry and have pleasure, that goes beyond the borders of God. That is for Belshazzar. Then from Hophini and Phineas, they decided to disregard the things of God. God's process. And when we come into church, this morning I mentioned to my Bible study group that God respects order. And once you agree that you want to be a member of the Church of Pentecost, in fact, there are things that you don't even have reasons for. You don't know. All you know is that a secular is sent and they say, we are doing it this way. My brother, you may be the wisest person. But there's a reason for everything. Don't go around discarding them and chastising people. Thinking that the people who brought up whatever secular it is do not have any mind for that, it is a lie. There is a reason for everything. And in, in so doing, let me say that even here in PRWC, it's so dangerous. Because so many of us are highly educated. So many of us, in fact, we are literate. And so um, I, I'm sure I won't even struggle this morning because the logic is there. If A is equal to B and B is equal to C, then A is supposed to be equal to what? C. You know it. And so the tendencies for us to put pen on paper, to scrutinize everything is so real with us. Maybe if I go to a local person and I say something, in fact, if I'm going to me, you put the one say that make an error wrong. But for you, 
you can tell me that this one is logically incorrect because you are educated. And I give that to you. It's good. Thank God for education. But I mentioned again one time in the same Bible study that what God expects from us is the humility at heart. Is the humility at heart that no matter what you have, you are the general manager of whatever. But have that humility at heart to accept things that are going on. Ask questions. But don't begin to condemn. You can ask. You can walk to anybody and ask. But don't begin to condemn when you have no idea. In fact, if Obini and Phineas has lived to their father, who was the prophet at the time directing the affairs of God? Death wouldn't had come to them. Something allows sensuality. Sensuality to lead him. There is a story that is said of a man who, and it's, this is a real story. He was serving in Hollywood, the biggest movie industry in the world. But you know what his service was? He was serving the men, the men and the women of Hollywood sexually for money. So they would give him huge amounts, maybe $50,000 for a night. So he was making the money. But every time he retired home, he felt empty. Until a point where he realized that he can no longer go back, feel empty, go to the thing, same thing, feel empty. And he walked to the man of God that, I've been doing this for long. But it is benefiting me not. Would you please pray for me? And the man of God did so. And he repented. You know, there are things that sound so nice. So glamorous. You, you enjoy them when you engage in them. But you know that they lead you to nothing. You only feel empty. You only, every time when you sit down, you regret. But you keep going on. Something. What he was even cautioned, something. Stop what you are doing. And something went ahead and did the same thing. And you know what happened. And the last one, per my sequence, is that Judas wanted economic power. He needed money, right? Me, I like money. But I've always told people that I won't make money at all costs. I like money. I've worked as a finance person all throughout my life. And I've seen big money on paper. I would love them if they were in my account. Yes, yes, I've seen them. I've seen them. I used to control uh, Tigo Capital Expenditure. And I could be managing about $200 million in a year. Helping to decide what it's supposed to be, we're supposed to use the money for. You think if I had that money in my, in my account, I won't be happy. But you see, don't make money at all costs. I doubt something, uh, Judas wanted his name to be said as, I'm the one who betrayed Jesus. That wasn't his focus, right? That, oh, me me, Jesus, my, I, I, I doubt. That wasn't it. The guy wanted some shillings, and he got it. But look at what happened to him, economic power. So I have one question for you. What controls your appetite? What controls your appetite? And I have a point I want to make that 
whatever thing and whoever controls your appetite, controls you. I'll say it again. Please project Daniel 1.8 for me. Daniel 1.8. Whatever controls your appetite or whoever controls your appetite, controls you. And it's true. If I have done it, you can tell me it's a lie. I will accept. But Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's rich food or with the wine which, which he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. You know the story. And this story usually is preached to the youth. Because it's all youth, no? Teenage. But you see, it's a story directed to myself and to you. There are a lot of interpretations to this particular scripture, but the one that I have loved, I fall in love with, is one given by my favorite um, um, man of God, Ravi Zacharias. He's an apologist. Ravi Zacharias is an Indian. And he said that the reason Daniel didn't accept the food is not because the food is not nice, but he realized that the day that these people can tell him at every point in time what you eat and what you drink, from that day, they can affect everything that he will want to do. So for instance, you don't have money. So there's this friend, and I'm, I'm sure most of us have example because most of us have been to school. Those days, those people in your class who had money, break time, you, you will always follow them. Because they can buy the toffee, they can buy the cake and give you. It's practical, right? You see, those people, if they tell you, pick this rubber and go and put it in the dustbin before I will give you, you go and pick it. So this is not, it is not hidden in anywhere. In our normal life, it is true. And anybody, I always tell people that sometimes when I receive gifts, I worry a bit because I become like a slave to the person who I receive the gift to. But if you have gift, you can bring it, I receive it anyways. The point I'm making is that if somebody gives you a gift, anytime the person proposes something to you, it might be good or bad, but you find it difficult. Even when you don't want to do it, you are sometimes forced to do it, right? And so Daniel purported in his heart that, no, I want to have control over my appetite. And I have an example. I have been close to a man and his, his, his friends and people who are around him are people who want to boost and eat. And the man has money, so he can actually easily organize you and, and let you enjoy to no limit. He can even share money if he wants to share it. But you see, because of that, so many people around him are unable to determine their own life. Because of that, he can actually call you at any time. Come, and you want to rush to go. But Daniel said that I won't allow this food and drink to control what I want to do. So he took charge of his life. I tell you, my brother, my sister, there is a challenge in life in general. You see, on earth here, don't ever seek to have everything going straight forward. The moment you do that, you don't know anything. If you think that everything will be from I begin here and I will end at that door. 
you are wrong. It won't happen. It's not that God can't do it. But at the end of a sermon, I will read somebody's prayer to you and you will understand that God doesn't, it's not like he can't do it. And when we seek, Bible says seek, you shall find. But you see, God has a very wise way of keeping you within him. For some of us, if I am given that Prado that I've been crying for now, I probably will even lose my salvation. Because maybe I need that Prado to convince somebody in particular. You know people hide Prados when they are going for contracts. You see, very posh car, they come and pack. They are using that means to lie to somebody that I have what it takes to do the thing. And then they get them. Maybe if you have that Prado, you'll be a liar. And so God is not giving you the Prado now until the time when it's sure that that Prado will not make you lie to anybody. And it's true. So if you are praying, but you don't have the repentance that goes with a Prado, Stop praying. It won't work. Hallelujah. There are three things that are swaying us from this heaven journey. One is our possessions. One is what we already have. What we already have now is swaying some of us from God or from this direction. There are some of you, you have so many clothing that even your clothing or you have so much money to buy clothing that your clothing now is becoming a hindrance to somebody. Hello? You have so much to buy everything you want but now what you are wearing is becoming a hindrance. So you have it. So you can do anything or whatever you have, is driving you to do anything. Brother, my sister, I call on you. Let not what you have today sway you off. And I love one gentleman here. I don't know if he's in church. Dr. Selom. I love, I love that man. Um, he's, he's, he's doing well. If you don't know, I'm telling you, he's doing well. But that man is so humble. He's doing well, pal. Long time ago when I saw that man. That time, Krano, I told, I could say that this man at the time was doing well. And now, I can still say that he's doing well. But it's so humble. It's down to earth. And when you talk to him, it's as if he's even shy. And when he's talking to you, you're younger, you're a younger brother. It's as if the man is shy to even talk to you. But you see, what I have noticed if whatever he's showing is a lie, then I'm telling a lie. But what I have noticed from my inference is that is that just the man doesn't want anything he has to control the way he relates with men. But you, small corolla, small corolla that you have. Ah, uh, 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 small corolla, and uh, uh, Pontiac. Small Pontiac you own. You see what come on. And so you can talk to anybody anyhow because you have 
some cola. Oh, forgive me those who own colas. I am, um, what I'm, what I'm saying is that cola is a good car, but they are the fortunes, they are the, uh, the, the prados, they are the beamers, you see, all those things. And so, in fact, when you put cola down and I put a beamer down, no matter how the beamer is, people sometimes even respect the beamer than your new cola. All I'm making, the point I'm making is that my, my, my brother, my sister, do not allow your possession to let you lose that focus. And this week, I, I mean last week, I wasn't part of it anyways, but the area organized a seminar uh, about the end time. In fact, I was supposed to preach about something else today, but I pleaded with us for that. This sermon has been hanging for so long a time. I have a number of sermons. When this one, when pastor told me that I'll, I'll preach, that same day he told me, then the message popped up. So I told him, pastor, I beg you, this one, God wants his people to hear. And you know, let me tell you something. Let me digress a bit. The first time I saw Ebony on TV, please forgive me. The first time I saw Ebony, you know the first thing that came to me? That this lady will not last. The first time I saw her on TV, that's what I said. And, and I linked her to Susie Williams. You know, I thought that this lady was going to have so much bad impact on her society. That's, that's, maybe I'm wrong. Let's take it that I'm wrong. But that's, that's the first thing I felt when I saw her. And that was when this message dropped. So God laid on my heart that I should go to schools and talk to the youth who are chasing after fame. That, that's, that was what occurred to me. That I should go into schools and talk to the youth who are chasing after fame. Because we want to be known. Everybody wants to be known. Everybody. See, there's a rich man in this church, Pentecost. You might not even know him when I mention his name. It's one of the few people who are known. The guy has money. But he's not known. A few of us might know. If I mention him, I won't mention. Forgive me. But, see, he's rich. He has money. One day, he spoke to myself and my wife that he wanted to buy a jet. The only reason why he won't buy a jet is that that's the only reason why he won't buy a jet. But nobody, most about 95% of us here we don't know that man. But he's doing well. And he's focused. See, he has a mission. So that he even buys instruments purposely for the work. He, he employs people. He will, he will pay them salary. And he will do this for free. Just because he wants to make sure that he is attaining heaven. And I went to his house. The man has a lot of cars. Iradi. And nice castle. Then he told myself, my wife, that you see... Uh, Amos Esther. Oh, this cast. I love cast. That's what he said. I love cast. But you see, my heart is not in this cast. He said that the day the trumpet sound, he wants to be able to fly and go. So you see, if you allow the fear thing that you have, I met Peter Tobin. I traveled with him once to war. Then he told me something. He also asked money. He told me that, you see, the whole world is so huge. There are so many lands. When, when you are in a plane, you see so many empty lands. They are there. Nobody is there. Then, we have countries in between them. Then you land at a particular place called airport. When you land at the airport, you go to the hotel. A very big hotel. Maybe like this place. I'm assuming this is the biggest hotel. 
Then they give you one room, which is my big, you call it, uh, 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 what do you call it, very presidential uh, uh, suit. It's okay. Then there will be a huge bed line, I mean, in the room. But when you lie down, you occupy the, own, the place that your body, or according to your body size. No matter how wide the, 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 the bed is, you can only cover the place that... <laughs> If you are lying on the bed, see, see this, oh, uh, see me. I'm not going to be saying that, see me, see my body. See my body. So, what he said is that, you occupy some small part of the world. So, why do you allow your achievement, why do you allow all the things you own to sway you from heaven? I am calling on you that be heavenly focused this morning. Be heavenly focused. Two, the thing that sway us is our lacks, the thing we lack. You see, first is the thing you have. Second is the thing that you don't have. Maybe you don't have good health. Maybe you don't have good health. Maybe for you, even the money, you don't have to boast of it. Maybe. But be watchful of the things you don't have. Sometimes they are, they are even much more dangerous, the things you don't have. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? I've been watching uh, TV with my wife. Um, actually, sorry when I say my wife. Hey, happy belated birthday to my wife. No, actually, belated happy birthday. Yesterday. But in recent times, we have followed a number of preachers. It's not like we were following them to, it's just because we want to interpret what they are doing. And I saw one of them who was a bodhya, bodhya, a man of God. He said that he's organizing a program at the end of a month. I think that was last month somewhere. And what they are going to use for the program is bodhya, bodhya, I forget the same word, you know what the fetish priest but I, I, I do. But is it correct? What's the name? Okay. But you know what I'm talking about. And then I think some form or something. Oh no, thread. And nobody but yet pray at the end of the month. I think that was last month, somewhere. The man of God has brought a thing that we, people will see in the bush with a fetish priest into the house of God. And saying that that is what God will use. In this time of prayers, hello, and you will see a lot of people going to buy the budia and buying that thread, and that is what they are using to go and cry unto Jehovah God, who shed his blood on the Calvary, and he said, just speak to me, and I will answer. You see, all those people who are in the shrines, they are no longer there. Are you aware? They are now in the churches. You know why? Because that's the only place they can have you and have you and have you and have you without you thinking about it. When you are going to a bush, you probably, I mean me, I fear snake. So maybe I'm afraid. Because of snake, I won't go to the bush. Or if somebody sees me, say, oh, me, when was not? Or Kobe be direct in our corner. It was to one fetish priest. But the church is a house of God. So they are now in our churches. 
And that is where they prophesied to you. The funny thing is that, and I wrote here, very key to me. You see, if God has a prophecy for you, it doesn't matter your location. Listen to me again. If God has a prophecy for you, it doesn't matter your location. He will bring it to you. You don't need to go to that man of God to go and receive your, your, prophecy, your, your, your prophecy. They conjoin it. I am not saying that no man of God gives good. Those man of God, uh, all of them are bad. What I'm saying is that you go to a church and say, and then they open their mouth and they say, hey, is that how prophecy is to be like? I just decide that I want to prophesy. And then I prophesy. Really? Oh, and yeah, brother, if that is how it's supposed to work, then when you come to church, I should just come and prophesy. But prophecy is supposed to be something that God has given. That's what I'm saying. If God says, Amos, tomorrow, you have to go to Tema and meet a man and you get $5,000. And I don't know. He will tell Edejakwa that tell Amos that he needs to go to Tema and meet that man. And when I go, I will see. If he, if, that is if he decides not to tell me directly. And he wants to use prophecy. He will tell Edejakwa to tell me. The point is that God will always let the message reach you wherever you are. Don't go chasing after all this men of God to receive prophecy by force. There's one also. His tongues, I tell you, it's incantation. No, 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 it's incantation. Whatever he says, you, 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 you can hear that this one, it is something that, and he will repeat them. Or can ask or cartons. Then he will say the thing, and you can hear clearly that word there. Incantation. Incantation can't achieve saying. Eh? Or can't you? Is that true? This man is true something though. Incantation. But it's true. And that is what the man is doing. And when he finishes, he will even dance the secular song. I know the funny thing. His members will justify him that, oh, it is just one of those things. He's just having fun. In the house of the Lord. In the house of the Lord. I, this message is on my heart. Because, you see, we are not immune from those things. Are you aware? Especially if you have a particular problem. That for a long time you are not getting a solution. People walk to you and they tell you all sort of things. Go to this man, it will help you. So, for those of us who lack something, when you lack something, you've been looking for a job for so long. So tell, see, I tell you, if you go to this man, he will, he will let you get a job. So it is our lacks. The, thing, the things that we lack, they can easily sway us from the heavenly destination. Be heavenly focused. And the last one that I have here is our wishes. So this time, it is not something that you, first one is possessions. Second, the things that you don't have. What you lack. But before that, let me read this to you. From the same man of God, Ravi. I've heard people here who have said that people have preached other post message. And so I don't want any plagiarism. So let me read this. With Peter, listen carefully. He took him halfway. 
with an angel and let him go the other half. You remember that story? It's Peter. With Abraham, he only came through the last minute. The very last minute. He came when Abraham was about sacrificing Isaac. The last minute too. When the man was just bringing his hand out, he said, hey man, hold on. With Jesus, he didn't even intervene. With the son of God, God didn't intervene. Hello? With Peter, he took him halfway. With Abraham, it was at the verge of him finishing whatever he was supposed to do. Then he came through. With Jesus, God didn't intervene. At that moment when he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So, why do you think your case is different? Sometimes, he will lead you halfway. Other times, he will come when everything is like almost ending. Other times, he won't. Not that. That is all part of the journey. It is all part of the journey. That's why I said, if you expect that, it will be from here to the end of the gate. Straight journey, my brother. Some of us will not even get to the end of the gate. Hallelujah. So our wishes, the things that we don't need, but we wish we have. So you have your Corolla. That's what, what you have. You don't have or you need, you need a house, maybe, 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 let me assume that the house is a need, because maybe you're having issues with rent, it's, it's a struggle, so you need a house, let me assume that the house is a need, so maybe you, that's what you need, that's what you lack, but now, you have one house, and you want a second house, you don't need it, it's a wish, so that you can say that I also have two houses, but you see, People are committing murder to get that second house. People are being corrupted to get that house. People want to be also, like, so like I mentioned, Dr. Uh, Salom, I've seen about three of his cars. So maybe you want to also say, oh, when I come, I change this. Yesterday I bought uh, Benz. Tomorrow I am bringing uh, Prado. Tomorrow I am bringing Land Cruiser. You also want to have that one. It's a wish. And nunti, you are being corrupted. And it's real. Because you see, when you start beginning life with people, so many of my classmates, uh, my, my year mates at Legon, in fact, they were even my classmates. We all went accounting. Three years. When I am, I think at that time I was earning something around 700 Ghana CDs or so. One of the guys was visiting close to like 7,000 in one oil company. You met the guy and you couldn't compare yourself with him. I mean, it's your mate, but the level is different. And so what? And so what? I, I, and Dikinsia, allow me. I, went, I visited Dikinsia when he, um, the, the wife gave birth. And it's built a very nice house. I love it. But I know I don't have a house yet. I've not built a house yet. I'll build one soon. I tell my wife something. That when you see somebody's house, 
It should only give you an idea of how better you can build your house. You don't have one. Who, but it should tell you that, okay, so the Christian has that, some nice studio in the hall, studio for movies. Our screen can't have to me. Now that's the movie, like as if you are in a, a cinema. It means that if I go to his house, I want to have, maybe if I want to build my house and I, I, I love movies, I want to have, maybe my cinema should be nicer than his. It's giving me an idea. I have no room to envy Dickensian because he has a house and I don't have it. And some people are building. Maybe somebody, you have a friend who has been building for the past five years. You haven't started yours. Have you heard that somebody can build a house in three months? Why do you worry then? But you can start and finish before the person. Why do you worry about, about the things that you wish for? Why? And so you want to do everything to get them. My brother, my sister, you are being swayed from the focus. You are being swayed from the focus. And you have to make it to heaven. That is the ultimate. Hello? So I'll give you three things. I'll be ending soon. The next maybe 515. Forgive me. I'm giving you two other things that I think we should do. One thing I want to say to us is the fact that we Christians have not purged our hearts of the things that have offended us. So now I've given what can sway you. I am telling you what we need to do per what God has given me. That one, purge your heart of all offenses and let forgiving heart take charge. If you need to forgive God, forgive God. Oh, don't you, you know you can forgive God? The day that you failed your exam, you were not happy about it. You have prayed all. You thought that God didn't come through for you. Tell God, God, I have forgiven you. No, because to you, God offended you because he didn't respond to your prayers. Right? So if anybody offends you, then the next thing is forgiveness. But you see, we are products of forgiveness. We. All of us here. We are products of forgiveness. Because it's only because Jesus Christ forgave, or God forgave our sins, that he came to die to save us. So the fact that we are seated here is because of the forgiveness that came on the cross. In fact, it came even before the cross of Calvary. It came a long time ago and God decided that I should bring my only begotten son to come and die. Then he came and fulfilled it and ended the fact that truly I have forgiven you. And so if you are unable to forgive the people who offend you, then there is no need to be in this house. Am I right? But that is what is affecting us, so many of us. That is what is really affecting us. And this one is particularly dear to my heart. Pokia, I mention your name because the name I remember. If somebody has offended you, forgive the person. Uh, princess, if somebody for, uh, forgive me, if I, I'm not saying that they have, have issues around them. I'm just mentioning the name. Ababo, if somebody has forgiven you, and Ababo preached about offenses some three years ago, please let offenses go. And not just the one in history, the one that will come tomorrow. And the Dakuno is not here. I work with the Dakuno. Everybody knows Bruce Weber, that I love the man. Last two weeks, he did something like. Sunday service, I'm a friend from Hanam in the pastor office. 
And I told her, no, this one you did, I didn't like it. Maybe you are not like me, you won't do it. But if you cannot tell the person that you don't like what the person has done, forgive in your closet. Don't carry it along. Because you know why? It impedes your progress. It impedes everything you want to do. It, it clouds your judgment. Once somebody, you have an offense with you, no matter what the person does, and you're fine to you, that. It is never fine with you. No matter how good the person is, you want to find the slightest mistake. Say, oh, but he could have done it this way. It's a lie. It's just because you have something against that person. For the sake of time, let me just end it. And then, second one, allow the mind of God to control your appetite. Allow the mind of God. See, allow the mind of God. So one, I said that purge your heart of all offenses. Two, allow the mind of God, oh, the mind of God, the mind of God. I, I told people again, I'm a Bible study meeting, that the only reason why some of us, we even pray some prayers is because we don't know the mind of God. So we pray our things that God will not do it now because we don't know the mind of God. So allow the mind of God to take charge over you. And I promise I will read this to end my sermon. And let me read it. That you understand what I'm saying. This Rabbi Zacharias prayed to God. And this is what he said. Your ways mystify me, O Lord. Oh yes. In some journeys, I feel you all the way. Never doubt it. Sometimes you seem to vanish after half way of that journey. Similar to what the Peter's case. Other times you appear to me in the very last moment. And you know, Lord, sometimes I actually fear that you will let me go over the edge. You will let me go over the edge and fall. Then this is the response God gave him. You are very unique, my child. And I will help you learn in me what the uniqueness the uniqueness in mind. I will let, help you learn in me with the uniqueness in mind. You are unique. And I will help you learn with the uniqueness in mind. You see, if I took everybody all the way, Ravi, so Amos, Nanakufi, uh, um, Thelma, where is the room for their faith? If I took you, if I lead you everybody all the way, where is the room for their faith. Please follow me. If I took everybody more than half the way, where is the room for their love? If I took everybody more than half the way, where is the room of the love that they claim? They love me, God. If I did not let you at times even feel abandoned, where is the room for my cross? If I do not let you feel that I am not with you, where is the room for my cross? You are not what you are not what you will someday be. Listen to me. You are not what what you will someday be. As we are here, we shall be raptured and be given new body. So we are not what God wants us to be. We are not. I am who I am. God saying, you are not, but I am who I am. If, and I know how to get you from who you are to who I am. 
You are not what you want someday be. But I am who I am. And I know how to get you from who you are to who I am. If you do not understand this, where is your hope? Maybe I should stop the interjection and then we read through again, finally, and I will end. You are very unique, my child, and I will help you learn in me what the uniqueness, with a uniqueness in mind. You see, if I took everybody all the way, Amos, where is the room for their faith? If I took everybody more than half the way, where is the room for their love, faith, love? If I did not let you at times even feel abandoned, where is the room for my cross? You are not what you will someday be. But I am who I am. And I know how to get you from who you are to who I am. If you do not understand this, where is your hope? I pray that you will be heavily focused, my brother, my sister. And may you never walk on this earth and this journey forgetting that this earth is not your destination. That every act of yours be within the confines of Jehovah God. Amen. What shall we say to our dear Dick